everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, where we put the fine in finance. My name is Matt, and I'm here, <laughs> as always, with Andrew. Andrew, what's up, dude? And what are you drinking this morning? Uh, not much, man. Just chilling. Got my water still. It's a little early to turn on the alcoholism. Nonsense. Just <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Uh, I'm just. I'm also drinking water, and I'm going to be turning on the alcohol juice a little bit in a little bit, maybe like a couple hours. So it should be fun. Uh, before we get started, guys, if you have questions about personal finance, email us. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. And we want some catchphrases for the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase is we put the fine finance, which I don't think actually works. But uh, you can send the submissions to at money matters man on Twitter. Wait, and Matt, who, who submitted that one? I don't know. Some random person who's really good at coming up with catchphrases. <clears throat> so, so you? Yeah, me. That's why I was so bad. Yeah. All right. Today we're talking to a gentleman. His name is Thomas Frank of collegeinfogeek.com where he teaches college college kids and post-college grads how to make the most of their pre and post-college experience. Thomas, how are you today, sir? Doing great this morning. How are you, Matt? Good, very good. We're we're uh where are you in the world? I'm in the middle of Iowa. Middle of Iowa. So- yeah, it's a state that, you know, grows potatoes and whatever, you know? Oh, that's not oh, the... What's pigs. the corn state? No, this Brand. is the corn state. Oh, this is... Okay. <laughs> Idaho is the potato state. Idaho's the potato... Oh, Idaho's... Much uh, further west. Idaho's on my shit list right now. I watched uh, the recent... Sports e- or something else? No, not sports. Uh, the recent episode of The Daily Show, they uh, they denied uh, a lesbian woman to be buried with her lover. Uh, and really? She's a, she's a vet, yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess they ought to go be buried somewhere else <laughs> yeah I, uh, it's just really messed up that and, sucks yeah. yeah so uh not to not to, not to start the episode <laughs> off on a downer or anything but uh you should watch the daily show if you want to learn more about that okay. uh, it was last night's episode so i don't know tuesday the 6th so uh we're going to talk about uh, an interesting subject today uh, a very uh grandioso sort of like big picture subject and that's basically the mindfulness like just practicing mindfulness and using it to your advantage to sort of be get ahead of the game and save some money uh in the long term and you have some thoughts on this and and uh, i want you kind of to explain to us what uh your your what your thought process is on this subject right so when you look up mindfulness, if you were to Google mindfulness, I would assume that you'd get a lot of articles about like meditation mm-hmm. and very sort of just kind of out there, fluffy, not very concrete things, right. techniques. Um, but really, I, I think the the gist of this technique or this this practice is simply being aware of what is valuable to you, what dependencies your life has. Uh, your current life and your goals, and just you know, thinking about when is the best time to pursue you know X. When is the best time to make sure this is doing fine? All that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the best example that I thought of when I was a kid is I would just be randomly doing something, like out in the backyard playing, and my mom is just cooking dinner or or randomly just reading a book, and she'll look up and be like, "Have you brushed your teeth today?" And I'm like, how do you think of this stuff? Right. You're not brushing your teeth. I'm not brushing my teeth. Like, what what, do you, what makes you think of that stuff? And it might be a motherly thing. Yeah. But, it, you know, it made me think, okay, obviously there's some, there's some sub-process in her head that's going, that's looping through, I value my kids, I value their health, therefore I want to make sure that they have brushed their teeth today. 
you know, and that's a very mundane example, but it illustrates the mindset that's useful because as a dude, if it's not like on my phone, brush your teeth, make sure you floss tonight, I'm just going to go to bed and let my teeth rot. Right. Because <laughs> I don't care. I mean, like I do care, but I'll, I'm just lazy. Yeah. I'll I, 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 tell you, you know? Yeah. I actually had a, um, a situation where I wanted to floss more because mm-hmm. I, I never flossed. So I had to actually use this app called Lyft uh, on my phone, yeah. which you're aware of. Yeah. And uh, I had a floss on there and I would check it off. It's like checking into a habit. So mm-hmm. I would check it off every day and I started doing it every day. And now it's and I and it said, oh, you completed that. You should now have a habit uh, developed because I've been doing it for like four or five months. And now I stop. I stopped doing it. Like I, I couldn't get back <laughs> into it. It's like, oh, I forgot to go buy you know floss picks this this morning. So like, oh, well, I guess I'm not flossing today. Oh, no big deal. You know. Yeah, man. But I have to. I got to start doing it. Yeah, we're the exact same. Actually, I have. Uh, I've been super lazy about flossing. I put it on my lift, and now I do it every night. Yeah, but it has to be on my lift. Like, right? Lyft doesn't teach me to do new habits. It's it is my motivation. Right? I don't know why there might be some weird motivational science behind it, but I mean that's that's another part of it. Like you 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 can't always be mindful on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can try to cultivate the attitude of of thinking about what you should be doing and doing it, but it doesn't always work. And that's why you can choose to use tools to kind of upgrade your ability to be mindful. So a Lyft will remind you or give you motivation to do these things. Right. And if, if, if Lyft is what you need and you use it, then you're being mindful. Like yeah, that. and I, was just, I did the same thing with not spending money. I mm-hmm. would put in Lyft, don't spend money. And I was mindful of the fact that I, I'm not going to spend money today because I saw it on my you know, app. And now it's not there anymore, and now I don't give a shit. Like I'll go spend money you know, whenever. Uh, so is there, this is something that I think, you know, it's weird becoming dependent on tools might be a problem. So we have to figure out a way to like not become dependent on these tools and, and learn it within ourselves. And you had mentioned, uh, before we jumped on somehow creating an internalized list of what you prioritize and what you value and sort of looping through that throughout your life. Right. So give me some examples of things that you do that you are mindful of that you do every day. So um, is it cool if I come back to the everyday example? Oh, yes. I have one example in my head right now, and that is uh, dates at which you should do things. So I'll use the example of being a college kid because that is what I was most recently. Right. Um, When you're a student and you're moving out of the dorms, there are a lot of different dates that are the most optimal time to do things. And then there are dates where it is like the last minute time to do things. Mm -hmm. So this includes uh, when should you look for an apartment? Because if you're in a college town, the best apartments, the cheapest ones are going to go fast. And you want to figure out when the best times to do this are. When's the best time to sign up for classes? When's the best time to start looking for scholarships? Uh, Looking for internships, that kind of thing. A lot of college students will wait until April or May to start looking for internships that start in June or late May. A lot of college students want to move into an apartment in July of a certain year, August in a certain year, so they start looking in like March or April. Um, and I think if you're a mindful person, you'll, th- you'll ask yourself, when is the best time to do this? When is the best time? And if I don't know, I'm going to go ask somebody who's done it before or I'm going to go research it and then think to myself, okay, so I have, I've, I've read that November of the previous year is the best time to start looking for apartments 
for next August. So I'm going to do that now. Uh, I've read that, or I know that my sign-up date is, uh, you know, this date to sign up for classes. I'm going to mindfully remember to check that and write it down. I'm going to mindfully remember to ask my career advisor when the best time to uh, search for internships is, which happens to be almost a year in advance, that kind of thing. Hmm. You're just constantly just asking yourself, when is the best time to do this? What should I be doing today? That kind of how, do, thing. how do you track all these things? Because like remembering to look for your apartment or, or sign up early for an internship, that's not like a lift type thing. It's like uh, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you, how do you track so that? So it's really just thinking like what, what is my life dependent on right now and what will it be dependent on in the future? And small things can be hard to track, which is why Lyft is good. But things like the job that you're going to do or a big internship or the place you're going to live, I think those are big enough that it should be easy enough to sort of do like a once a day run through like what's coming up in the future. What are my plans for like the next year and what should I be doing? Um, you could even like put, put a sign on the door as you leave your apartment, like run through big things in my life. I don't know. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, once you run through them, you can obviously say, okay, this is the date when I need to look for an apartment. I could put that on my calendar and I don't have to bug myself with it, but you want to at least have those things scheduled. And have those things written down somewhere where you will you will uh, be reminded of them. And do you think at this point uh, somebody who practices this would become less of a last minute type of person? Because I know there are people who are very last minute for things when they're trying to record something and they need it before Sunday. <laughs> not uh, <laughs> they not... usually record it on Thursday though. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. All right. But uh, yeah. So I'm basically asking uh, people are generally late i think and it's one of my one of my biggest pet peeves there the, these last minute people um people who are who are late for things because i think they fall into the same category i could be wrong there it can somebody do you think somebody can work out of that do you think somebody can not be late anymore or not or like work themselves out of that like habit yeah definitely and it's and, just uh, being mindful reason, of it, i guess yeah the re- i mean i I have a little bit of proof because in high school I was always like running late to work and I would always get to work just on time or maybe a couple minutes afterwards. And, you know, I would, I guess I made a conscious effort to practice uh, mindfully thinking of what is the lag time between when I leave and how long it's going to take to get to work. Uh, What are logistical transit times, those kind of things. I never thought about those earlier in my life. I would just be like, works at four. It'll probably take five minutes to get there, even though I'm three miles away. Right. Let's go. You know, I have a car. Cars are basically teleportation, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I started, like, forcing myself to think, okay, how much time will it actually take? And I've read psychological studies where uh, people's best case estimate and their average case estimate are often the same. And their worst case estimate are uh, usually not nearly as bad as the worst case should be. So I sort of, like, have set up this mental... Uh, reminder, hey, your initial estimate is probably not a good one. So take your initial estimate and double it if it's uh, the amount of time it's going to take to get somewhere or something like that. And this just, uh, through practice, this just becomes easier to do and more automatic. Yeah, and I'm going to have to say this because I need people to know this. I am, my biggest pet peeve, like the biggest one is late people. People who are late for things. You're late for things too, man. I am never late. Nope. You are nope. no, no. You have the selected memory. You're nope. definitely late for things. <laughs> nope. I no. I, I look. 
Here's why. I, here's how I look. He's at He's calling it. me out. That's what he's doing. No, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not calling you out. This has gone through my entire life like this. You know, like when it, when I was in high school and I was never late for class ever, just because I, I'm not kidding. And here's, <laughs> right, here, right, here's right, the right. thing. I, I don't think I was ever. I, I'm. I don't know if I was born that way or if it's just something that I value <laughs> because like my brother and my dad are late people, but my mom and my other brother and I are always on time for things. So it's. And it's something that uh, I grew up with kids who were, like, obsessively late. Like, it's ridiculous how late they were for things. My friend, one time, he had to walk his girlfriend for a beauty pageant and showed up a half hour late and wasn't able to walk her, walk her in her pageant because uh. he was just late. And he had no excuse. And these, And it's the thing is, like, the way I look at it is I say, if you're late for something that involves me, you don't value my time. All you give a shit about is yourself. And I think that's a piss poor habit to have. Yeah, I mean, if you have no excuse for being late, then that is kind of what it is. Like you don't have enough respect for the to other prioritize person. your day to make sure that you're there. You know, right? And I, I mean, to go on something now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. So there's a, there is a difference. And one of the things I recently procrastinated on and ended up costing me a lot, of, a lot more money than it should have was plane tickets. So yeah, I, you know, so I was supposed to go to Florida. And because I really wasn't, like, looking forward to going, I waited until, like, the two weeks before I had to leave to buy the plane ticket. And from New Jersey to Florida, it should cost around $300, but it ended up costing me $500, and I got the last seat on both planes on the way there and back. Yikes. And I don't know how to fix something like that. I mean, is that, like, something I need to practice? Uh, Maybe. So there's a... I don't know if this is a related concept or just a also good concept, and I don't know what to call it, okay. but uh, it revolves around the question, how can I do this better? And this is a question I ask myself on everything. Is I always try to ask myself, you know, if, I, if I'm used to a certain process or there's something I need to do and I've been told the you know, generally accepted way to do it, what's a better way to do it? Hmm. It's like one of the most important questions that you can ask in general. So... Uh, related story since you were flying. Um, two years ago, I was looking into taking my first international trip, which was to Japan. And I was super excited. And I was like, I guess since we're going in May, I can buy my ticket in April. That would be like a month in advance. But the question came up, how can I do this better? What's the best way to do this? So I started looking online. Okay, no, um, the best time to book tickets is usually a few months in advance. Go on kayak, set up a flight price alert, and it'll tell you like the certain little tiny window when the prices are super low and you would have never known. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting my ticket like $300 less than it should have been. Really? Uh, yeah. So I think normally tickets from – I was flying out of San Fran and tickets from there to, to Tokyo are usually like $1,100, give or take. I got mine for 850 Wow. I'm going to say. Yeah. That's- and it was just through setting up that price alert and being able to catch it when it was at a super low point in its uh, history or something like that. So, so that was nice. As, as soon as you know you want to travel somewhere, like you literally just throw up a price alert in kayak and just wait yes. for it to, huh? I got yep, I got to right. do that. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. And they have they can you can do like a weekly alert or a daily alert. So I'll do like weekly, uh, you know, far in advance. And then as the date gets closer, if I haven't bought yet, I'll set it to daily and just start like saying, okay, here's my threshold. 
Uh, I would really like to get this price. If I see anything below that, I'm just going to hit the buy button, assuming I have the cash. Right. If I don't have the cash, I need to rethink my trip in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I want to go on that on that example because, I mean, I just want to reiterate what happened there. So you needed to buy a ticket to go somewhere that you were excited to go, right? So that that in and of itself, you were looking early because mm-hmm. you were excited whenever you whenever you decided. But you did research because you asked yourself, can I do this better? You were mindful of... Can I do this better? You did some research. You found some website or wherever online that, that told you this little trick on using kayak, right? You used it. You saved 300 something dollars. And now you will always do it that way. You know what I mean? Because yep. you are now mindful of it because you saved a ridiculous amount of money. And exactly. why would you ever not do that? Like you would be, you would want to punch yourself in the face for the next trip that you take, and you're like, why? Did, oh my god! I like I I could have saved a bunch of money. Yeah. So now you're mindful of of now this one thing because you've you've tried it and it worked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, saving money is valuable. Traveling's valuable. So right. You know, what's the intersection? I want to save money traveling. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to seek out every opportunity that I can find. You know, within a reasonable amount of time. Sure. That will help me do that. Now, uh, as far do you meditate? No. <laughs> Uh, I think I tried using calm.com yeah. for a little while because my friend Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness was saying he did it for like five minutes a day. And so I was like, I'll try that out. But I don't know. I'm not much of a meditation guy. No, uh, I'm I'm trying to do it and I'm actually using calm.com. Yeah. I should try. I think I I would do better if I went outside. And I'm generally a lot happier in the summer because in Iowa, I mean, sure you guys have the same deal, but same Iowa, deal, the yeah. winters are just like blizzard hell and but it's I actually like the bad. winter, too. <laughs> well, I like I mean, biking and going outside, working on the deck and everything, and I can't do that in the winter. So Yeah, and uh, well, com.com has outdoor scenery that, that loops. So it's like like I put it on before I go to bed, and I know you should do it in the morning, but uh, it's like I have this mountainscape with this like okay. bubbling brook. Or you know, and it's nice, and I do. And there's a woman that talks to you and like does this meditation thing. And my dad's uh, big in the meditation, and I have uh, I don't really know anybody like personally who's in, into it. But I wonder if if by doing it that I, I'll you know I I can translate that into other aspects of my life. Money be them being one of them, and being more mindful of just just general mindfulness of what's going on in my everyday life yeah i hope that could be a thing and it might be something i'd like to try because i don't know so i have a question for you guys oh either of you ever just like space off and just think about nothing all the time really i Uh, I don't think i could ever think of nothing i I don't even know how you would do that like i I think i think about thinking about nothing you know (laughs) that's so meta (sighs) i'm so meta even this acronym (laughs) um how do you how do you do that so well i was having a conversation with my friends the other day in the living room and one of the girls was like she's i think she's a bio major or geneticist or something and she was saying that guys can space off and girls biologically can't they're always thinking of something which is why when girls ask guys hey what are you thinking about and guys are like nothing girls don't get it but so that guys, there's science to that? Apparently, yeah. And I, I should look this up myself. Uh, this was just from Living Room Conversations. So maybe one of your listeners will be like, here's a 
Harvard reviewed paper that says you're wrong. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, apparently, yeah, guys can just sort of space out and think about nothing and just. Uh, my friend described it. He's like, whenever I'm watching like a Transformers movie or something, I just kind of space off and I experience the movie, but I'm not really thinking for the whole two hours. And I don't get that. Like, I'm always thinking about something. It just uh, doesn't turn off, which is probably why I'm an entrepreneur. I, my brain doesn't turn off, and it's hard for me to relax. So it's something that I have to practice and and work to make myself do. Right. But yeah, it might be one of those things where if I'm meditating during the day. I don't think I'm going to just space off and relax. I think I'm just going to start running through things and, and thinking about what I want to do for the day and, and things that are coming up. Well, let me ask, have you ever, you know, driven somewhere and then ended up somewhere and you didn't know how you got there? You're like, what? What? That? what? How am I here? Do you ever have that? So my brain, yeah, my brain will delete memory of driving places. Okay. That is true. But I'm always listening to music or a podcast or an audiobook in the car. So I don't but know. you've never like listened to a podcast even or or like, while you were driving and go, oh shit, wait, I'm listening to a podcast right now. Like I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on. And maybe that, that just I meant you never. were just thinking of something else and then you yeah. forgot what you were thinking. So maybe you don't like technically space out. You're just like not focusing on the thing you should be focusing on. That's true. Yeah. Uh, not that I can remember, but definitely, definitely the thinking of things part. Um, a lot of times I'll be listening to like a history podcast and some word will trigger like, oh, I want to do this later, and I'll be thinking about it, and then <laughs> right. I'm like, I should be learning this history, not thinking about something I can't write right now. You but, know, I wanted to bring yeah. <laughs> something up, too, because we talked before on your podcast, and I think it was after the show, you mentioned the book, uh, A History of Nearly Everything. Mm-hmm. So my dad, I told my dad that I had the conversation with you, and he's like, oh, so you needed to hear it from someone else in order to actually start reading it. You, <laughs> Parents you, always like, do that. Yeah, you're like, you wouldn't read it when I told you to do it, but some other guy once says you should read it. I'm like, dad, shut the hell up. So, like, <laughs> so he, he ended up sending me, uh, it's an audio book he has, so he sent me all the audio files, and that was one of those things. I was listening to it, and I kind of spaced out, I mean, no pun intended, but it was... Uh, I don't know. Like, it just wasn't. I guess it didn't captivate me. Maybe it's his voice. I I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I I space out all the time, like all the time. But you know what? I I never space out when I want to. It's always when I don't want to. So okay. like last night, I was we had we have this new idea for something we're gonna do, and we were talking about it like right before I went to bed. So I took a drive in my car, and I was thinking about it the entire drive with the radio off, just silence. And, and I use driving as a form of meditation because I can just drive, I can just watch the road, and I can not think, especially on long highways. That's what I, you know, I do my best. Uh, but this time I'm thinking all about this thing that we're working on, and then I you know, go watch TV with my brother to kind of get my mind off of it. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm okay. I want to go to bed, go to bed. And it's like I'm still racing with this, with this <laughs> thought. I put on calm.com on my iPad, and I start to meditate, and I can't. I, I like and, I, and you get frustrated because you're like I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of this project that I want to work on, and yes, it's hard to shut that off. Yep. I don't. I don't. I hate. And it's, you're like you're right, especially when you have like these. You're an entrepreneur. You're, you have these projects going on, or in this things. This happens for everybody. I mean, we just had a, a conversation about how people obsessively check their, you know, mint their accounts and their and their investment accounts and sort of like overly obsessed over doing it and it ends up stre- like becoming a part of your life and you stress out about it. Mm-hmm. So when you when I when we say mindfulness, I don't know if that's something that 
you'd want to be mindful of all the time. You, ha- I think you have to like prioritize your the things that you cycle through in your head. Yeah, and see, that's another value. Like, do you value constantly checking your Mint account? Do you value constantly worrying about things? No. So another, uh, you know, another thing you could do is if you were mindful that I want to have time to be able to space out or to be able to enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. I'm going to set up systems that take care of a lot of the stuff in the background for me. So uh, sophomore year, my mindfulness was cycling through things and it was like, you should start an investment account. Your parents have been telling you to do that. Okay. So I looked up, you know, all the Vanguard stuff and figured out like there's one fund that you're not super broke enough to be able to actually right. invest in. So I put all my money in that one. Um, you know, and I think, when should I put money in this thing? I always be thinking about it and checking it. And I'm like, I need to build a system for this so I'm not constantly thinking about this index fund that I should be leaving alone until I'm 50. Mm-hmm. So now I just have an automatic once a month deposit into it. It's in Mint. I can look at it. You know, I look at Mint maybe once every three days. Oh, that's good. And maybe I should be better at it. Maybe I should, at no, least for like identity purposes. But I only, yeah, I check it like once every three days. Andrew says um, once a week. Yeah, it's a very, it's just a very like overview. Hey, are there any big red flags that I need to look at and be aware of? Otherwise, um, the systems I've built are getting me towards my goals. Right. You know, I don't, I don't need to constantly look over my budgets and transactions because that's not part of my values. And if uh, hardcore budgeting is part of your values, if that fits your life, it might be different for you. But for me, it's not. Do you use any uh, tools to help you with this? For helping with what? Just being, yeah, like just setting priorities and, and, you know, do you use like just a basic, like, do you actually prioritize things on a list? Yes. You do? Uh, well, so, I mean, I'm always experimenting with new things. Okay. And I mean, like, through college, it was like, I have Wonderlist, and then looking at Wonderlist for the day with, like, the zillions of to-dos would be bad, so I used a tool called Strike, which is just these, like, once, like, one-time throwaway to-do lists that you don't have an account for. They're just, like, URL-based, so I would set up my to-do, like, daily list in that, and then, you know, all sorts of things. So what I'm using now is... The high level big thing is my impossible list, which is in the navigation, top navigation on my website. And that's where I list all the cool things I want to do with my life. You know, health goals, professional goals, travel, life goals, all that kind of stuff. Um, If there's a big thing I want to do with my life, I put it there. Even if I currently don't have time to work on it, it's going to be there. So I will be reminded that this is a valuable thing to me. And it's different from a bucket list because a bucket list is sort of this whole, someday I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Someday I want to go to Hawaii and I want to skydive and those kind of things. The impossible list is something that I look at and I go, you know, maybe once a month or not, it's, it's sporadically, but probably on average once a month. Do I still care about everything on this list? If not, ax it. If there's something new, I put it on there. And what I want to do uh, starting pretty soon is I want to create uh, progress pages for each goal where I'll track down like what stage of the goal I'm doing, your research stage or or actually like breaking it down into steps, that kind of thing. So everything is on there. And then what I'm trying right now to prioritize my things is sort of like missions. So as a blogger, I have uh, very cyclical things that happen all the time. Blog posts, outreach, podcast episodes, those kind of things. They right. happen every week. So, you know, those have to be done. Um, but everything else is sort of like, a one-time deal. So I'll create like a focused mission for a certain period of my life. Uh, the previous one was doing the redesign for my website. Pretty much 
all of my focused work time that wasn't dedicated to those cyclical things was dedicated to design. And now my priority is getting all those old commitments that I had committed myself to done and over with, and then the next one will be writing a book. So everything is prioritized. It's just in kind of different areas. But you wrote Dude. it down. Yes. Right. Uh, whiteboards are amazing, actually. <laughs> I have I'm looking at your impossible list. It's awesome, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I got the idea from Joel Runyon over at Impossible HQ. Uh, in fact, my, I'm like wearing his T-shirt on the front page of my website. So <laughs> I'm like always advertising his website. But I love it. Like it's just it's having that list. I will say having that list played no small part in uh, me being able to pay off all my debt before I graduated. I see you have a debt graph on here, like paying it down. I mean, I, I think I need this for me. This is an awesome idea. I'll, yeah. We'll definitely put it in the show notes. Like, it's it's definitely improved my life. I see a cat in your camera behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she she helps sometimes. I'm nice. lo- I'm looking at these insane goals that you have. I need to get more insane goals. You skydived. So, I did skydiving. Was I wasn't even scared. You know, like that's weird. I I thought that the moment everyone's like the moment where you're about to jump out of the plane, you're gonna back out. You're gonna be so scared. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. When I was a kid. Uh, I was deathly afraid of roller coasters. There's like this rinky-dink little theme park in Des Moines called Adventureland. And like, if you've ever been to, been to like a Six Flags or anything like that, you look at it and be like, "This is this it, is kid stuff." <laughs> that has is that the is that the movie Adventureland? Is it the no, same thing? Okay, not at all. All right, um, but the roller coasters there are super tiny, and even like the tiniest, kiddiest one, I'd be like, "No, I can't go on that. I'm too scared." Well, when I was 14, I took a girl there. Nice. So, typical, uh, typical dude. I was like, I can't look, I can't look weak to this girl. So right. I'm gonna go on this roller coaster, and you know, I didn't die. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of like ingrained this thing. If there's an attraction, and uh, if you look at the statistics, and most people don't die on it or get hurt, it's probably not going to kill you. Yeah. So skydiving I- doesn't kill that many people. So I just did it. <laughs> uh you, you. You could not pay me enough money to jump out of a plane. A but dude, perfectly good airplane. <laughs> skydiving is one thing. You have wingsuit fly. That that's intense. Probably yeah. like everyone dies doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I saw videos. It's insane, dude. It is insane. Yeah. Well, you can you can do it in less dangerous places. It's kind of like hang gliding. Um, hang gliding looks super dangerous in all the crazy YouTube videos. But at a lower level, like I looked it up in California when I was there. There are basic hang gliding classes where you just basically jump off of a big hill. Oh, okay. It's just grass beneath you and you don't fly for very long. And then once you get certified, which uh, my speech teacher was the certified hang glider. And he's, he told us that it takes more hours, like double the amount, to get your hang gliding certification than it does to get a pilot's license. Wow. Because it's that dangerous and requires that much skill. Really? Yeah, so those guys that you see like hang gliding through canyons and doing all that crazy stuff, they have a lot of practice. Yeah, I mean when you when you jumped out of a plane, did you you were tandem, right? Yeah, I was tandem, and I, I honestly I did a bad job. Like <laughs> that's not so. Good. I mean, we were, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> what does that mean? Like, the dude strapped to your back, you just kind of have to lazily hang there and have fun, right? No, uh, so I, I was talking to him, and I was like, since I'm crazy adventure guy, I want to get certified someday and do a solo jump. Yeah, which I sh- I should add to that. I think it's three stage. jumps, right? You get three tandem jumps, and then you can go. Then you can take a class and do solo. I think. I I want to say it's more like eight, but All I can't right. remember. I should look at my logbook. Uh, the only reason I thought I knew that is there's a skydiving facility right behind my house. Really? Yeah. Like, like I, I, your house. Then I see skydivers almost <laughs> every day. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. You you go to college, right? Uh, no. Well, no. Okay, no. My parents' house. I meant. Oh, your parents' house. Yeah, okay. Like where that I grew, where I grew up. Uh, they say, lived... like you walk out of math class and there's just people falling out of the air. I mean, you can see them because they're it's still like pretty close. Uh, okay. Especially when they're high up, but yeah, when I when I lived with my parents, like right out back, we'd have binoculars and oh, oh there they are. You see little, you see these little like black dots drop, like fall out, and <laughs> you see the parachutes open. Yeah, like especially in the summer, you see them, and they broke records there. So you'd see like there was one guy who broke like the most jumps in one day. He just kept like getting back up. They had two planes running, and they just kept going back up and jumping out of a planes. And they had like the most people, and yeah, they try to break a lot of records there. It's pretty cool. That's I would never awesome. do it, and I've I, you know I've gone with my friend. Who's done it? And he's done it like three or four times. And he tried. To, he wanted to go solo as well, but I don't think he's ever made it. Mm. But yeah, it's it's really cool. I just, it's a lot of fun. I just can't do it. Um, yeah. So I I was talking to my instructor, the guy I was going to be jumping with, mm-hmm. and I told him that I want to get certified someday. So most people, they're just there for the first time. Yeah. They're, they want to cross it off the list or get it done, and they want to do it for fun. And in those cases, the instructors will tell you what to do, but they won't criticize you because you're just there for fun. It's like a ride. Yeah. But since I had expressed desire to get a certification, he let me know that, like, dude, you did not tuck your feet back up. Like, so basically the way you have to skydive and you think the air would do this for you, but it doesn't, is if you lay down on your stomach, pull your legs up back as far as you can. Right. And pull your arms up as far as you can. Um, It's like a Superman position almost. And that's what you're supposed to do when you skydive. So you're not, like, leaning sideways or, or, yeah, diagonal in the air. And I sort of forgot to do that when we actually jumped out of the plane. <laughs> so he was like trying to pull my legs up during the jump. And uh, that's why I haven't posted the video online because I look like a dope doing it. Oh, really? <laughs> the pictures are cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds yeah, like so I mean, next time I do it, I will I will make sure to remember and do what they tell me to do. Yeah. I mean, this list is pretty awesome. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I actually think I need it, although I don't think any of my stuff will be nearly as cool. Yeah. It's, it's just what's valuable to you. Yeah. You know? But. I think before my site started making money, I was just doing part-time jobs. I was doing IT at my at my school, web development, and I still had the goal, pay off all $15,000 of debt before I graduate. Yeah. If I hadn't had it on that list, I probably would have given up on it. You and know, how I, did you do that? Like, how did you pay off your student loans before you graduated? Um, most of it was because my start my site started to make money. But before that... It was, I did an internship that paid pretty well, and that goes back to the mindfulness thing. I made sure to start interviewing and looking for interviews way, way early, Yeah, and networking and going to conferences to the point where my internship, um, I got it without an interview. Like, they called me up, and they were like, we talked to you at these conferences enough. You've been to every single career fair and all the events to make sure that you're, like, front of mind. We're just going to hire you. Mm. And I was like, that's awesome. So Yay! <laughs> Yay me. Yeah, they, I was like, cool. And then I ended up getting a scholarship from the company I interned with. So I got a, a good oh, wow. chunk of change that I was able to put towards it. And then uh I made sure to work all throughout college. Even even when my site started making money for a long time, I still worked to make sure I had a part time job. Um so I mean I was able to chip in and and do it. And I don't think I would have been able to pay off everything had I not started to make more money, but it was definitely very motivating to see that goal on my list and to know, okay, I'm contributing to this. Before I had the graph, I had just like a list. Mm -hmm. So like October 2013, this is how much debt I have left. And then every month I would update it. Um, Yeah, so after running my site for about two and a half years, I was able to monetize it and 
that way I was and pretty much once that happened, I was like, cool, pay my rent, buying some food, <laughs> everything else going to that debt because right. I really want to be able to cross that off. And I really want to be able to write an article saying I paid off all my debt before I graduated. That's right. like super big motivator. Yeah. You gave yourself your own self motivation. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Without that goal, it's like with 15 K it's not like a life destroying amount of debt. So, and right. I mean, I had a lot of experience, so I, I could have very easily said, I'll just go get a job somewhere. Uh, I'll pay off the debt in a couple of years after graduation and see what happens, you know, and that would have been fine and normal and dandy, but I'm very glad that I didn't do that. Right. Because you graduated not, college with no debt. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, only a year out of school and I have had no debt for over a year and it's been a great year. So. Yeah, sweet. Can't beat that. Well, yeah. all right. So you have collegeinfogeek.com. Where else can people find you? Um, that's the main place. Main I'm place. at Tom Frankly on Twitter. And my personal website is, it's basically just a link to College of Geek right <laughs> okay. now. I want to like put links to all my favorite books and movies and stuff because I'm a nerd and everything. But I'll fix that later. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. But really? I also like. It's actually Blues a pretty Brothers. awesome movie. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Social Network and the Blues Brothers are the other two in my top three. So very different movies. Yeah, they are very, very different. Yeah, it was it was the Blues Brothers for the longest time, and then I just like realized I could watch Scott Pilgrim once a week and not get tired of it. So oh, you gotta uh, <laughs> you have to tell uh, the people what you wrote on your Facebook page because you had this this this. Um, this post where you said like if a wizard comes to your door and says, that you, yeah, what was it? What was it? How did it go? So I wanted to make this question more interesting than just like the typical, what movie would you watch every day? So yeah. I was like, wizard appears to you and says he will add two to three hours to your day without breaking space time continuum somehow. But you have to watch the same movie during that time every day forever, <laughs> like for the rest of your life. So it's not, it's not taking you away from your day. You can still watch other movies, but once a day, you're going to have to go into this little pocket of non-existent time and watch the same movie. What movie is it? So, I mean, for me, uh, I think I could do The Social Network every day. I don't know why. That movie just doesn't get old. I, I, I own it, and I, I could watch it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. See, there are movies that are amazing, like like Inception is a good one, uh-huh. but they're very long, and they're they're building up to a certain goal, and you've seen like them go through the process time right. and time you can't i can't do it over and over again what about with for you social Andrew? Network, it's it's kind of just like in the moment you know so it's funny because i was actually talking about that with my wife and i because i thought that was a really cool question and uh i was wondering like can you do other things while you're watching the movie like could the movie be a porn movie and then you could have sex while you're watching the movie you know is that oh. like <laughs> get out of the box there i don't know i don't know if the wizard's gonna think of that so just uh, point to you. <laughs> Boom. I don't know if I can watch the same people have sex over and over See, again. See, that's the thing. You, you'll know all the weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just pick like one of those uh, really cheesy like movie knockoff porns. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kong or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did you did you end up thinking of one or no? No, sure. no, we were we were indecisive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's your answer. I'm indecisive. Well, no, I mean, because I don't... The I don't, wizard like, kills you if you don't decide. The wizard's going to pick for you. It's going to be gremlins. <laughs> right. <laughs> it it's, sucks to be you, but it's gremlins. And not gremlins too either. The first one. So, so I'll say I, I do really like The Girl Next Door. I don't know if I can watch it every day for the rest of my it's life, but I do like that movie. Again, I porn. I somebody put Mean Girls. Mean Girls? Yeah. 
I've seen that movie a bunch that of times. It's actually kind of it's really funny. It is funny. I like that movie. And Easy A, like those are the two movies I didn't think I would like. Yeah, and they were actually pretty good. Like, yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote uh, a comment on yours and and uh as geeky as mine's super geeky. Mine was yeah. mine was Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the yeah. movie. I actually haven't seen that all the way through, but whenever I go to the comic shop in my town, they're playing it a lot. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Okay. Which, I don't know, it was in my theater, local theater, for a week, and I think I was 16 or or, or even younger. I think I was real, I was young, because my mom drove me there, and I remember being in the theater, and it's thunderstormed, and the whole theater shut down, so we were just sitting in the dark for like 15 really? minutes waiting for the movie to come back on, but yeah, that is arguably my favorite movie of all time. I can watch that. I've watched that movie like in like multiple times in one day and I can recite every line in that movie. Nice. So <laughs> I, it's annoying to watch it with me, but it's, I, Oh my God, I could watch that movie every day, but all right. Well, <laughs> that's a, that was a good movies, question. Two movies that I can, like, I'm like that with the dark Knight and Scott Pilgrim to where I can basically like recite the whole movie. I have to go back and watch Scott Pilgrim. I just I listened to uh Mark Marin's podcast where he interviewed uh Edgar Wright, who's the director really? of that movie, yeah. Okay. And he talks about that. I didn't even know he directed it. Who's the guy that directs, you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Speaking Fuzz? Edgar Wright, have you seen his newest one, uh The World's End? I did see The World's End. Yes. It was fantastic. I didn't like it as much as Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead though. Really? Okay. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it again, but I did like it. I just didn't like it as much as the, the first two. No, I think the the overall plot and like the whole like theme of it, maybe not as yeah. I think Hot Fuzz might be my favorite for that one. Yeah, but Hot the Fuzz dialogue awesome. in that movie was so good; it was so well written. Yeah, and I have to. Just, have you yeah, watched Space? The whole time. No, I haven't. It's on Netflix. Okay, it's the stuff that he did in uh, in Britain. But yeah, so uh, Thomas, thank you for hanging out with us today. Yeah, no problem. Talking about movies, talking about mindfulness, talking about saving money. Talking about college, all kinds of talking about skydiving, lots of topics today. But it was fun, and I will <laughs> yeah. definitely do it again. So everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. And if you have any questions, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail We really want to hear from you guys. And if you like this show, you should totally subscribe, and you should totally leave a review. And if you maybe it's on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. And also, I have to plug Thomas's podcast, College Info Geek, because you didn't you didn't plug the podcast, but Check him out as well. Find it. Just search College Info Geek in iTunes or Stitcher. You're on Stitcher? Yes, I'm on Stitcher. Cool. Find it. It's a great podcast. We're going to be on soon, so of course you have that to look forward to. <laughs> so, uh, And we mentioned Mint on this episode, as we normally do at some point. So check out our book, MasteringMint.com, and you can enter the promo code PODCAST and get $5 off. And last but not least... Um, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new stuff and posting up new articles and episodes of this podcast at listenmoneymatters.com and check out our new listenmoneymatters.com slash slash show. That's our podcast page. Really cool there. So that's it. Thomas, thanks again for uh, coming on and hanging out with us. No problem. It was a good time. All right, Andrew, take it easy and we look forward to the next episode. Later, man. Later. Later.